This is Jamie Morrissey and you're listening to Underdog Psychosis. Underdog Psychosis is a raw insight to Irish and Limerick youth culture, from entertainment to self-help to politics. If you like this telemate, it's available on SoundCloud and iTunes. I was inactive for a while but I'm back, and as I said in the first intro, I'm going to have fun with this. Thank you for listening. Lads, what is happening? Thanks again for joining me. This is Underdog Psychosis, available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Well, you already know that if you're listening to it. I'm joined by a friend, a colleague, and a, a person who trains at the gym quite hard, and recently a sponsor, a man that is sound enough to give me breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And it's not just your average food. This man has given me top quality stuff that's kind of renowned around the county, the province, and in Garrett's case, the world, really, with what he's achieved. Um, Garrett, how are you doing? This is Garrett the Butcher. What's the crack? Jamie, how are you? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, oh, it's a pleasure to have Jeez, you on, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Early and everything is great, yeah. As we just said, there, a nice little fresh excuse for you, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, it's great, yeah. Straight off the gap. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. What's the crack, man? Busy. Busy, yeah, busy, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've a new crew started with us in the shops. It has been, yeah. We've had a good few very busy weeks, like, yeah, yeah. It's always busy up there, man. It's always busy, yeah. Uh, yeah it's like uh, going to butchers and stuff is not something I would have been doing a whole lot uh, uh, from throughout childhood or anything. But I always knew of Gareth the Butchers, man. Always yeah. knew of it because it has one of those names that's just renowned throughout the county because you bring a certain level of quality to the table. Let's go back to the early enough days, yeah? Prior. Yes. Things I like to promote in this podcast, Gareth, are of course pursuing passion, yes. perseverance, dreams, pursuing yes. your dreams. And, of course, successful stories, which is something that you tick all those boxes, man. So I just want to hear a bit about it today. Um, and, yeah, we'll keep it nice and organic. So let's talk about yeah, the early days. It's like that, Jim. sounds very good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah. yeah, so t- I suppose, yeah, like everyone else, left mm-hmm. school. My father was a guard in Newcastle West, and I wanted to be anything but a guard, would mm-hmm. you believe, yeah? So no I, ended up, uh, I ended up accidentally getting into butchering, really, yeah. I gave a, a, a neighbour of ours who was a butcher in a farm, I, gave him, I used to clean out his sheds, you know, his cattle sheds on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started then. Yeah. That's working in shops there, you know, you didn't yeah. kind of say much. And with your Irish accent, they were a bit, I talk mm. a little bit different to everyone yeah, else, you know, right. and still do. <laughs> You've got a strong like Irish accent, yeah. yeah I love You'd it. stick yeah. out over there, anyway. I'd stick out over there. So that's how it started, really, then. And the kind of passion grew then. And I was looking, and, and you know, when you're working with butchers then from different countries and their take on food, then, mm. and then, then. I suppose it really started happening. I went to America then for a year, and that just that changed everything. Then, in but terms it, of what you were seeing, Gary, and what I was seeing, and what, from like I, I went from working in a butcher shop with the boss and maybe his son and another butcher, you know, and then working in England, same thing with two butchers and an apprentice, and me being the apprentice, you know, and then I went to a factory in Boston to where there was a thousand butchers, you know, from all over America, Mexican, uh, African Americans, everyone, you know, French butchers, and that's really opened up my eyes. Because then, so you're smart enough to take all these different styles as well because people are stubborn man people are stubborn and people were like no this is the style you need to be doing this is what I put for but you can see by how humble you are after success and stuff that you would always had that mindset back then that you're open minded to look at all these different styles and say look I can incorporate these styles well sprinkle in a bit of my own style and have it and then mm. that, you know, that's what even when it comes to fighting that's what you should be doing like you know that's what you be doing. And like even now like we're learning all the time like it never ends like do you know and mm. so you'd find yourself Jim the same like you'd see a new movement and you're thinking that's it do you know and then we were the same like I really wanted to be the fastest for the breaking down 
ground beef and then I wanted to be the best cutter and then I wanted to be like when we were rolling stuff or making new products I wanted to be the best at that and so like when you're trying to be the and then when it all came together and then I went to Australia and that really blew everything away do you know mm. like Australia was just it was a different world for butchers like the hours were long do you know but you were just constant constant like we like we're here in Ireland we were processing maybe 10 15 lambs and the shop was busy we were doing 150 do you know so mm. it gave me I suppose same thing then a lot of butchers from New Zealand from Croatia that's really all different styles same type of food you know same backgrounds came from the Croatia like to us same backgrounds you know small farms they went they emigrated like Irish people to you know to yeah. I suppose do better and get more experience and stuff and trying to bring it home. So I was in Australia with, with my wife Fiona then and then it, like I had to make a decision. You know, I got to the age then, I don't know what age I was, but I was working for a fellow called Brendan Watson. He said to me, Gar, you have to open your own shop. Because mm. not that I was giving out, like it, nothing was right in the shop for me, you know, but he's, he, I think he kind of, not spurred me on to open up my own shop, but I knew, I thought I was going to open it in Australia. Yeah. So I came home then because I said, well, I come home, what I want to do, I want to play a few weeks here, a bit of yeah. rugby here for a few weeks. What though. age were you here, guys? I was about twenty. I was about 28 or 29 when Coming I came back. back. From Australia. When I came back first to see, do you know? So I was, my wife said to me, look, just take a holiday, go home. And then when you come back to Australia, then I was going to open up a shop there mm. and I had a place that we had nearly bought. And so I came home then to, to, to Newcastle and then I was looking around and I saw the shops and I thought, oh my God. This is an opportunity here. Like, there were, do you know I thought people here? You knew what you had was a level above. Like, it was a level above, yeah. yeah. Like, and even when, like, when you're an Irish butcher in a different country, it's like anything else starting a new. So, like, your test, your, like, I was the rung at the ladder. Like, I remember working in Sydney there, and apprentice is better than me, do you know. But within six months or a year, you're kind of, do you know, you're on top of it, like, do you know. But you just, you have to, gr uh, had to graft, you, you know, I had to do all the bad jobs in the shop that no one wanted to do at the start. There you go, like, even when you started out, when you were saying, what well, were you doing your butch, the most uh, gruesome job, you were saying the very first thing you did, cut, mm. cut down the lamb, was it, or something? Yeah, yeah. process and killing them, I suppose they call them, that time, or slaughtering, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the, do you know, it wouldn't be the, most, the nicest That's the most job. No, aspect no, of the job. You're no. going into a cold place, and, but like, the, when I was slaughtering even one of the butchers I worked with, like it had to be perfect. Do you mm. know, he was saying if you're doing it, you might say, do you know, and that kind of, that's little things, I suppose, do you know, small things that you get from different people or, do you know, people that say something to you and they kind of really stick with you, you know? For sure. And yeah, and I found that over the years. I was lucky enough to work with some really good butchers. And you need really to have that mindset as well, though, that you have, Dominic, the growth mentality mindset. Yeah. And you need to be humble and you need to be willing to learn, uh, to, to accept other people's perspective and stuff like that. And that's a very powerful thing, like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, too. And like anyone, like, especially like if people, if they go to a way to show you like do you mm. know what I mean I do I, I take anyone's do you know on yeah. board do you know yeah. sometimes you use it or sometimes you'd say it's not right at that time but like years down the line you're thinking yeah there I understand what they were saying then you know there you go but it was yeah it's interesting Australia was very interesting it was a great country you know so we came back like, here <laughs> but that must have been a beautiful feeling for you man kind of looking around the market and saying yeah. alright look I haven't even opened anything yet but I know mm. what I have in my head even the most basic of what I have in my head yeah. is going to surpass what I'm seeing out here like, that must mm. have been a beautiful feeling oh, a motivating feeling yeah. it was great yeah. Yeah. even like I was even saying to my I knew I was going to do well like, yeah. and then it's, like that's not being cocky you know and it's not well, so you're only being you're only being cocky if you don't talk about it directly. If you ask me, mm. that fake humbleness, you did do well. So talk about it. That's yeah. why that's what I want to give my listeners. Like. Yeah. So when like when I saw the shops, I was thinking, Jesus, like they're missing out on a lot more. And I was, was watching the way things were cut and steaks were driving me because some steaks were cut, take one end, thin the other. And I think like like we I put so much effort being a butcher and trying to be the best butcher that I could be. Like you realise how good the trade is, you know, mm. and how good like we kind of lost a the niche there between. A generation of butchers and the next generation. I don't know whereabouts it was, but it did real style, and then it kind of went into, I suppose. 
I don't know, the, the glamour come off butchers mm. and stuff like that. You'd see them in Australia, like to be all dressed up, and you see all photographs, and they're completely white, real yeah. tradesmen, you know. But yeah. And then when we when I came back and I saw it, I think, oh, God, I could do real better, way better than this, you yeah. know. And even the even the, some of the colours they have, like, I like I like colours, like, I yeah. like flavours and colours and, and matching things, you know. So then it started, I suppose. Then I was thinking, look... I rang my wife then, she thought I was t- joking, do you know? And she said, like, and I was saying, no, 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 I think I'm going to open up here. And she was, t- she still thought I was only joking. And she said, oh, no, because you're in Ireland, you're home. You're a bit homesick and you think, do you know? Mm. But I knew then, like, when I left, I left Ireland and I went back to Australia, I think, for another six months. Then, but I knew when I came home, then this was it, yeah. Do you well, know? Unreal. And the thing, another thing that I can take from all that card is the power of travel, man. So when I give all my listeners these little points that will, that will help them along the way, the power of travel cannot be uh, oh, underestimated. Yeah. Just the perspectives no. you're taking in, the people you're meeting. Mm. They're like, if you... I'm so happy, right? I started with my trade with fighting, and I started with my trade, but all of this quite late. But the invaluable experience I have of seeing Mexico, of seeing Thailand, of living in all these places, living in America, the people I've met, the poverty I've seen, all the appreciation that gives, gives me in my life, these things are invaluable, and yeah. I wouldn't change it man and look, oh, at, look at what it gave you it gave oh yeah like a, like any like a, I was 17, 18 living in a, you know would say in Ireland that like and you're like a 17 or 18 year old you know and it's only until you travel then you see other people and like especially with butchers like we're st- st- we're like you could be working with I was working with Croatians all nationally standing with beside them 12 hours a day talking about their life our life I work with kosher butchers so you've got a real perspective and like what it's like to live outside mm. you know and then I suppose you bring all that in but there's something about Ireland like it draws you back you get to a certain age and like it was like a magnet like I was saying to my wife I t- at one stage like I thought that was it I was never going to move back to Ireland like I had my set in Australia I was very but like you get to a certain age like and it does the country draws you back for some reason it's like, very true man. yeah very I don't know why I can't family been, is it? not even family like there was just an awful I had I wanted my kids to be born in Ireland like yeah I don't know if, whatever like I know it's mad as people think Jesus what difference makes? We're, we're living in the world but I had this thing in my head I want my kids to be I wanted them to be, even though they're Australian it's citizens. Like a subconscious well. pride or something like that. I think it? so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. I don't know, I couldn't. And like, even when I said to my wife, would be very, she's be- well travelled as well, yeah. probably better travelled than me, I should say. But like, I just couldn't, it was just to draw that, like, in, yeah. especially in Ireland, like, you look at Ireland and the coast, and like, it's. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's like, it's and it's really kind of only since I've kind of mid-twenties I'm starting to really really appreciate it like growing up I didn't really like Limerick I didn't really like Ireland a whole lot but when you get older you just see that beauty, that beauty it has do, the yeah. value I think has. I was the same Jimmy like when you're younger you couldn't get out of the place quick no, enough no, I agree no my wife would tell you like she can't even get me to get in the plane to get out of the place you know I'm very slow like I like Ireland I like Dingle I like the west coast mm. I like Donegal I like it there you, know? you go I love Limerick yeah yeah it's great what attributes Garrett would you look to because like, obviously like, I, I, uh, I love telling that story of Hamden there but you, that shows Steve, Steve Hartnett would be oh, yes, yeah. Any, a lot of listeners to this would know him. I'm happy that's after coming into head. This, is what I was like. this, show you, this shows you the standards this man has for him and his company and, and quality attributes that's needed in a good worker. Steve Hartnett, who's my best friend, and Steve will tell you the story yeah, himself, uh, started his first job. Garrett gave Steve his first job. I'd say we were around the age of 16. And Steve showed up a couple of minutes late to work, a very small few, two or three minutes late, but on his first job and with a prestigious enterprise like Garrett's, he was sent back down the road to, to reevaluate his value on, on, on his job, which is a great, great thing. So let's look at some aspects of what you look for. Because even Dion there, man, giving me my food, you can see yes. the passion is oozing out yeah, of this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's delighted to give me, to yeah, give me his food. Is, yeah, he's very good. He's world class yeah. at what he's oh, doing, he man. 
you know? we've Dion and Patrick like Jesus they're bringing it to another level like, yeah. Yeah, so what are you really looking for in a young player like, in terms of Dion was the same now even when Patrick when they started like Dion came first he was looking for a job and I said look I don't really have anything Dion do you know mm. and at the time we probably didn't and I said look I have some cleaning if you want to do but then I was saying to myself this fellow wants it and I said I want him to apprentice butcher you know and I said like okay then we'll see so I made it very awkward for him I made it because he's living in Berlin actually. so I made him come to the shop at 2 o'clock in the day to clean for a few hours and I'd make him come at 3 mm. then some days I'd make him come at 4 then back at 1 and like he kept coming and you know this you was going to be character, really. and I was thinking like this fella like he wants it you know what I mean so then when the opportunity came to, to, to try him out as an apprentice we did the same yeah mm. and we have himself and Patrick working together which is great like yeah and they're two different personalities but they work oh bounce off each other yeah and one it's I really it's very enjoyable to work with him yeah I'd say so yeah. and we have three new ch- uh, chaps to start with us as well in the last few weeks same thing like yeah very enjoyable to, you can you just you kind of after a while you know what you're looking for, sure, for you know you can kind of you kind of sense it yeah you can sense it they're in early like they're asking you questions you know so like I was saying like we can especially for me like we start work early and blah 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 but it's very enjoyable mm. uh, Jimmy when you have a crew like you that you need like, that yeah, man you, you need do, that yeah. enjoyable atmosphere that's what we have here that's something you can see as oh, well yeah. something I want to say to you Gareth as well is that especially with fighting I remember seeing a John Cavanagh interview and it was something I was asked about McGregor in the gym and he said look it's brilliant because your standard your fighter in your gym will always be set by the best fighter in the gym because that's what the younger fighters are looking at they're like okay this fellow's a champ this is the way he's kicking this is the way he's punching I need to mimic this and try and get to this yes. level alright so what you did by stepping outside of Ireland, like, so more if you always stayed in this country and Butcher was still something that you established as your passion, you would have been looking at the lead Irish fellow and saying, okay, that's the marker. You yes. might have still looked still look past him based on having a competitive nature, but you would have looked at him as the competition marker anyway. Yes. But being outside the country and seeing these different flavours, and that's something you can, you've clearly, I've never seen the flavours you have in other butchers. I've grown up walking around the crazy and there's butchers, there's butchers everywhere. I've never seen that... Uh, the, what's the best word kind of exotic and international flavours that you mm-hmm. have up in your place and the way you've mixed it with good traditional Irish cultural food like as yeah. well like, you know yeah. it's quality man it really is yeah and we, like I know people t- this and people harp on about this now, but like Irish food like it used to be very hard to beat it like <laughs> good quality Irish beef lamb like when that's producing vegetables like so I was saying to the boys if we have a thing there like if you put three good ingredients together no matter what you do with them they're going to end up good ingredients but the minute you mess with one of them that's where the trouble starts you know mm. but the same with us like we're learning like we're we're making sausages I'm making sausages for I don't know how many years 30 years and now we're only it's only in the la- even the last few months we've changed our process with it where we thought right we'll give them an extra few minutes mixing and different small little things you know what I mean but like the enjoyment I get out of like perfecting it even more like there you, you know, go and then you need to have that that's why it has to be passionate like it mm. has to be because yeah, you have to improve like no matter what you're doing like it has to be better it has to get better like yeah. otherwise you kind of not that you plateau like in that like but yes. because we're on the top now like do you yeah. know what I'm saying and I don't want to be like because we're worked on all this thing like but so everyone's looking up to us so like it's easy you get complacent you, you do yeah. yeah yeah and it happened to me a few years ago there where I was kind of not going through the moment I thought like we're at a thing but then we kind of stopped innovating and then you got that need to kick up the hole probably like did yeah. you yeah you need it like because sometimes there you think you're working when you're working hard but everyone works hard Jimmy you yeah. work hard in your training especially when they're looking yeah. at you as well man you're the target that was the same when I lost my Irish title I thought I was the bee's knees after winning it went into the fight thought I was gonna like this guy was a pressure fighter so yes. I was like no brainer anyone that knows fighting jab move teep relax move around the ring I went in to try and kill him in the first round he ended up smoking me in the second mm. that was the need to kick up a hole I'm not the fighter yeah. I think I am and it, it, it spurred me on when you have the target on the back it's a very very dangerous thing let's talk about that World Cup though that's some yeah. cool stuff man. oh it was class yeah, yeah uh, it's great yeah. so the, the WBC is WBC WBC yeah, same as funny boxing. name yeah 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 so we had <laughs> yeah. I win that myself yes. well, so where we well it came about like Ireland the Ireland hosted above in Belfast. I was in part of the, it's like butchery excellence they're called, they're kind of, they're a butcher organisation in the north I suppose, and they're down here in the, the, the south as they call it too. And uh, 
I knew that the competition was on, so I didn't really know who was involved in that. So I made a phone call to a fella that I knew that knew who was involved in it, you know. So next of all, then I got a phone call from this man called Sean Owens, who I'm very good friends with, who's a chef. And he just said to me, he said, look, I'll come down to see you, you know. And uh, I didn't know him, never knew him from Adam. I came into the shop, didn't even know him coming into the shop. Looked at the shop a few times and then he rang me and he said, look, I want you to be part of the team, you know. Because when he came in, then he, the day he came in, like, the, our shop is all... Oh, we, are, we always try and have it looking well, you know. So when he came Good in, stuff. I think he got a bit of a shock, you know, how good. Mm. So then he, 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 I spoke to him down in Russell's Bath for about three hours, and I was like, my kids were small at the time, and it's, it's like anything else, like it was a big uh, thing to do, because I, like, he wanted me to train the butchers and give them a hand, like in picking the team and that, which is not easy with people I've never worked with before, you know. So that's how it started then, and I'm like, like anything else, like it grew. I suppose, as you say, organically, do you know, I started yeah. with Sean, and the first, the first night we met was above an Ochnacly in Tyrone, okay. so my wife, bless her, and the kids drove up, like, because I don't like driving, so we drove up there, so that was it, then I sat down inside, had a look around, and picked out three fellas then, and I thought, Jesus, he looks all right, do you know, and this is before even talking to him, I just knew by the kind of government, then we started from there. I created a team, like a team. created a team, yeah, there was about 20, I think, at the start, and we had to bring it down to about six, like, and a sub, do you know? Yeah. So it was getting, it got hot and heavy, now. I won't blame you, Jamie. Because, because your uh, egos on the table here, fellas, massive, get, yeah. fellas and getting like, told good luck. Yeah, yeah and like, like, at the end of the day, I wanted to represent Ireland, and, and like, I was saying to him, I want to represent him and I want to win the World Cup because I would have been known as a butcher in Australia, no feeling. And I said, like, whatever happens, I'm not saying whatever happens. I said, like, I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, make up the numbers. So, like, when it came to that, then some of the fellas were, I think they were just in it for the, you know, the prestige. I'm re- yeah, I'm representing Ireland. They like, were part of the Irish team. You wanted to go there and win the team. We wanted to go down. So we had some real heavy decisions to make as it went on. But the first, uh, first year was kind of stress, not stressful to get them because I, I knew exactly what the display was going to look like after a few weeks. I had about six different displays done out in my head, you know. And then we just had to try and get it across to them. And then we had a, uh, one of the boys that used to work at this time, Stephen Cook. I brought him in then after Christmas. Now it was probably a game changer too, Jamie. It's like it's like Rob here. You're bringing someone in that you can trust that. You you know, yes. he knows the way you think. So we had a past relationship with this past, yeah, yeah, he worked with us there for 10 years or 12 Sweet. years and he used to run the other shop that we had in Castle Troy at the time. So then like, it was like working in the shop, we were just talking away to us and he, he, I was driving the standards, but he was driving the standards beside me, do you know? Okay. So then all of a sudden, then it just clicked. After, and we, tra- we trained hard now, like we trained every Sunday. Nearly, we used to travel up the north nearly every Sunday. Then for a year, I think we did it, you know? And then Trading. Training, yeah. And that was just breaking down beef, going through different products. We were trying them in the shop here. And what way was the competition assist? Was it like a performance on the day or was it a presentation? Or? A performance on the day. We had three hours and, uh, and was it three hours, 15 minutes or three hours, 13 minutes to break down a side of pork, a lamb and side of pork, lamb and beef and chickens and we had to do, uh, do a full display then and we had to have it all done in three hours so it was fairly up against the, myself and Stephen ended up doing a load of the products like and it was very intense now do you I'd know imagine, but, but the buzz we came out to Ireland's call and there was a fella there from, the, uh, from Tyrone Collie Donnelly who's another legend of a butcher right? and, he said, and I was captain so I was going out and he said Gareth take it stop he grabbed me by the back and he was like this stops and I was like take your time we'll never get this again so I was started to play and then the crowd was saying and the commentator was saying they're not Fair coming played. out they're not coming out and so we just took our time going out there and the, the goosebumps oh, yeah. and like it just the place erupted we like it was it was 
no matter what happened that day, we were going to win. Like I, feel <laughs> I love that, man. And uh, we're coming in, and so I stood there. And you slow down, slow it's, down, it's so yeah. Smell the coffee, man. Smell the coffee. Because I, I just wanted to get going, and he said, "No, no, get hold that." And it was the best thing ever, Jimmy. Because when we came in, and like the crowd, my kids were there, my wife was Go there. Sure. Jesus, I was in heaven. Like, yeah. was, and like you were, like you were showing off in front of everybody. Like it yeah. was like. So we were there, and then I stood at. Uh, we everyone has their own section, and so I stood there, and Golly was there. So I was hitting it. I got so excited, I thought I was playing a rugby. I was hitting everyone in the back coming yeah. in. Collie said he was changing. <laughs> Collie said to me he was out of bed for about the first four minutes before we went in. Back with said, us. Back with us. Then he said that night he was having a shot come down. His wife said, what happened to your back, Collie? There's a big hand mark in the back. <laughs> That's so he was saying, oh, he was saying, they just the buzz then and we could, we could the, all my, ki my kids and my wife and all, we say Steve and all our family were there looking at us. Like, my pill, like this is a sad part now, sorry about this, but my mother and father had died within six weeks of each other, about the, no, September, November before, and this was on in March, and my mother used to, be in, used to live in Dundalk, we'd say, but they'd been up and down to Belfast a lot, yeah. so it was like a homecoming, do you know, all my, oh, really? I had a load of cousins up there, and it's only afterwards when we won, then I was thinking, Jesus, there's definitely more to this, do you know. Isn't that a special thing, man? Ah, yeah? it was special then, yeah, yeah, it was great, like, and even the buzz when we were, when, there was like we were up against Australia, New Zealand, real heavy How hitters. Many nations now. Were, were there? Twelve nations. In ah, it, yeah. man, that's cool. Like, you're talking about Australia, New Zealand, like Italy, all top teams now, and all and uh, Great Britain, all expected to win it. Like we would have been the you underdogs. Could, you guaranteed know? that was Ireland's first time winning this. Like, first time in it, like, yeah. in it, and it was the first time in the competition. And Sean Owens kept saying to me, "Gareth, we're at home. If we're going to win this, we have to keep put them under no." Illusions. Like illusions that we are the best because if it's saying they didn't, we didn't want a hometown decision. You know, people thinking, oh, yeah. oh, it's the, yeah. because they're at home. We yeah. wanted something to blow them out of the water. Do you know? So, uh, so it did. Like it did some of the stuff that we did, like the little points of Guinness, and it was it was beautiful. Like That's it was right. really, really good. Uh, yeah. We'll show me some pictures of that presentation. And I saw it. You have more in the shop, and we got the, so we won a few awards and that too. But we were there that night, like, and we were sitting down. My wife was saying to me, "You're going to win it." Like she's huge, huge, uh, probably even more so than I had. Like do you yeah, know, because when you come down to the you know near the nitty gritty you do get that little bit of self doubt like do you know oh, what I mean do, and, but you get and those days man like you, you said there you knew days. you were going to win it man you get those days where it's just clicked the energy just, is right and it's yeah. just flow state nearly it's like flow yeah, yeah. In that, I remember seeing that blind boy say about creative flow do you know what I'm saying yeah. it's the same in butchering the same in sport like once you, you just hit that no matter what happened that day, like we knew everything was going well, do you know. So that night, then you've all, like New Australia thought they were going to win, New Zealand thought they were going to win, France, not a big heavy hitter. They were the reigning champions. We were there, and he was going fourth places, third places, second. And I looked at Ian Kern, who was another butcher, and I was thinking, fuck it. Like, are we going to be, like, I was hoping we were going to be placed, and then I was thinking, Jesus, maybe we're going to be second. And then when they said it was second, and then I was thinking, oh, Jesus, is it us? And then they said, winners, and they paused for second, and then it said Ireland. Like, should Jesus. Place erupted. Yeah, it was great. You went down for a few days, did you? Went down for a few days, yeah. My wife knew I was going out for a few days, so she made us stay in Belfast for another few days with the kids and that, you know, so it was good, yeah. Quality. It was great, yeah, it was great. Great buzz, like, and great. Do you know, to come back to Limerick, like, where you're, do you know what I mean? And, do you know, and then was two of us in the shop, yeah. Oh, You've got to represent the country well. What representing the country, representing Limerick, representing everything, do you know? And let's be real, man. When it comes to anything, when it comes to anything in life, like uh, when it's your when it's your passion, when it's your job, it's those moments of glory that we all do it for, you know what I mean? Yeah, but let's be, yeah. no, you do it for other reasons as well. Mm. But those moments of glory, man, yeah, it's those just, few seconds. You won't forget hard. that, man. No, no, no. Even now, like even talking to, 
we'd be very close now like anyone else that's in a team and you win something big do you know but even look it's only when my wife says when we all meet as a team like he said you're like kids you all sat laughing and giggling and mm. do you know there's something there, there that'll always When's be the there next one? You know? next one I think was supposed to be this year or next oh, year in Sacramento sure yeah so we retired from it because I've sent I said <laughs> retired we've, with the strap yeah, with the strap yeah. so <laughs> years and I said like that's it then we've done we can't do anyone like I rang Sean Owens and I said to him Sean and he said Garth you're out in the top go out in the top it's the only way because you've nothing to prove to anyone you've done what you've done from here, like. that's all, mm. yeah. Do you know, and like it's just like, do you know what, like you said, like you're a competitor, so you want to kind of compete, but like, there's no, I'm not saying there's no more I can win, like, I'm happy now, but I'm very content with what I've t we have now and the way it's For going. Do you, you know, you can always have your own individual competition with, with, with trying to outdo what you're looking at in the mirror in terms of your own business, which I know yeah. you do, like, you know what I mean? Oh, you it is, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's nice too, like, even in the shop now at the moment, like, everything is running very smooth. You know, you have two weeks like it, where everything is good, great, like, and we have a good crew, everyone gets on well. Do you know, I've never seen a toy chip like you, Gareth, I really haven't, and I haven't, I, have, I was I was only been in your business every time I'm collecting food, and when I've gone up there with my mother as a kid, but everything is so. <laughs> structured man and you can see that you you have that it's teamwork man and if you it's don't teamwork, have, yeah. every time I spent a lot of times in bars Garrett and the difference makes you have to respect and want to go and win for your manager and you're the manager in there when I've had managers I disliked I, my phone was coming out of my pocket the second she turned away yeah. and I was doing this and that mm. but when I liked that person when they had that order, when they had that that style of leadership that that was, that was motivating and made you feel that we, we had a mutual goal here um I, I, you break your back from them. You go all out for them. And that's something that, that you can see up there. And you've a tight and it's so structured and everything. Is, you need to have that. Man. You, you need to have it. And it's enjoyable too. Like Because you're standing in the block beside someone, you know, and you're working hard beside mm. him. So I love, I like, I love cutting me. I know people say this now, but like, I'm... <laughs> My wife would tell you, like, I get excited some nights before work for the following day because things are running well. I know what I have to do, you know. And it, even, like, when you have a good crew there and young fellas, too, like, they want to learn and you want to... Like, I always said there, I, like, if we had apprentices there, I wanted them to be me after being in Australia, you know. I didn't want them going to other countries thinking, oh, I'm starting at the bottom. I wanted them to go in and be, like, do you know what I mean? They could just walk in the arm and just start, you know, where... Kind of, like, when I went over there, like, you had to really graft to keep in there, like, do you know what I mean? Even some jobs I was going in, I was nervous, like, thinking, Jesus, weren't going to keep me. But then, like, any Irish fella, like, we've serious driving us once we decide we no, want to do it. it. And it's that perseverance, those those tough times that gave you, do you know, that gave, as I said, I just said in the podcast before this, we were talking about perseverance. You mightn't have been ready to go and achieve your goals before the pain, but that pain no. molded the pressure that was the diamond that was needed, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So you need all the little bits. Everything that happens to you is... Uh, like I have a big thing it does happen to reason to like some things I prefer if they didn't fucking happen like mm -hmm. but they do you know and like certain things and then it just you get into mindset then I think as you get older too like I've decided I've realised like I can do three things like mm -hmm. do you know what I mean one of them is probably butchering I like training I like looking after the family that's it and if I keep three simple things I don't let anything else really distract like certain do you know what I mean course, but, like, if I keep those three core I find then everything seems to kind of yeah. work away do you know where I was before I was probably trying to what did they say put your hands around all the whole world mm -hmm. where I realised then like I like training, like I like, you know, I like, I mean, I like, I like the kids, like going to their sports or whatever they're doing. Do you know what I mean? And right. Spending time with them too. I know it's a bit sad, but I love them. <laughs> Come on, what, what more can be expected earlier? Yeah, Garrett, listen, great. man, that was a top short interview. Brilliant yeah, to get you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, sorry for talking that, too much now. Yeah. Man, that's, that's what I wanted. You're a fellow that's very appreciated around this gym and fair play to on what you've achieved and the humble mentality that you bring to this gym and show us when. I hope I get to a point where I'm as successful in my field as you are, oh, you and will, I hope yeah. I maintain, coming, yeah. I maintain coming. that that humility that you have right? so thank you very much for coming on that's, that's underdog psychosis that's Garrett Butcher's Racefield Plaza and Raheem do you have anything you like that before you go no, it's probably just a pleasure to be here a pleasure to be training this gym every now and again yeah now you watching are watching like you training Jimmy you should watch him he's unreal <laughs> <laughs> thank you Garrett so. uh, I'm really happy with that one so that's underdog psychosis iTunes produced by my man Pat Dylan Hargraves over there in the corner skitting away let's go yeah. <laughs>